0: The following is a hoop ball presentation.
1: Hoop ballers! welcome back to another episode, another edition of today and sports betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, at D A L 7 on Twitter, um, or at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter. Also, this is a HoopBall.com presentation. Uh, lots of really good stuff just launched earlier this week, and um, we're having some really nice uh, runs of all of the content that's featured in the HoopBall Premium and HoopBall360 content. Got some really great interactions from you folks on Twitter, and I really do appreciate it. It's been a lot of love, and we've been making some profits, so that's also good. Um, Got a really special, special, special guest uh, on the show today, Um, and before I get into that, I do got to talk about MyBookie.ag. It's going to be MyBookie.ag. Go over there and use promo code Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you're going to get a free 100% uh, initial deposit match and then you're going to get some free futures wagers. Um, Hoopball is that promo code, mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. All right. So we are doing this a little different this time around for the Monday show, recording this on a Sunday evening. We got the Ravens and the Patriots on right now, as we can see, doing a video and a podcast here. And I mentioned the special guest. So this guy – his name's Vince Miracle and he he was one of the original founding fathers of Hootball, you know, the start of all this. You know, I, I can say that I, you know, founded Hootball Gaming. But that's just, you know, small carrots to what Vince and Dan and Aaron all cooked up in the early days of hootball. So, honestly, this is a huge honor for me. I'm glad that it's coming foot back full circle, and I'm glad he's been able to hop back on with us. And uh, without further ado, uh, Vince, thanks again, man, and uh, wonderful pleasure meeting you. And I'm excited for what's to come. What's going on, Devin? What's up, hootballers? What's yeah. up, guys? I don't know if the
2: video's up yet, but what's up? We got the football game going on. Dude, I'm excited to be back. Not only that, I'm excited to be a part of this right here. Sports talk, sports betting. We and Dan, when we first started doing the podcast, he had his history with sports betting. I'm sure he's probably talked about that before uh, with this actual name of this show. This actually used to be a name of a show that he used to run back in the day. So he was good with lines. He knew that I loved just doing parlays and finding the right, like the games that, you know, are winners. I don't like to just bet. I don't like throwing my money at nothing. So when I was throwing my money out there, him, him and I used to just do game picks. We used to battle it out and there was even episodes. Uh, this is like way back in the day. There were episodes where after a week of choosing games, there was a punishment. And so there, there's little things that would go on here and there and that's so, a, I just feel like this is such a huge market. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to see uh, what you're able to do with it. I'm here to help. I'm here to be whatever I can be, be a voice, and you know, help help our help our listeners here get some
1: wins. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's all synonymous on what, on what we want for this show. Um, you know, we've got some really really fun stuff to talk about. But before I do that, um, before we roll into too, too much, I'm still trying to get familiarized myself, honestly, but we've talked, you know, off camera and whatnot. Um, but, you know, for the folks, uh, remind me of the Twitter handle where they can find you, Vince. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. VM Center. There it is. All right. Yeah, I knew it wasn't your name and I was trying to remember what it was. So bad preparation on my end. Um, but yeah, so we got a Monday night football game to talk about. Was mm-hmm. there anything from this Sunday that you um, were maybe excited about? Did, did you have a winner that you liked, a game that excited you? Just as uh, recap? Okay?
2: Yeah, so I had the Bills straight up, and this is not an excitement. I had the Bills straight up beating Arizona, and it was looking great. It was looking fantastic. Not only did I have a bet through the, the apps that I was using, but I even called friends that are like huge on Arizona. Like I'm telling you this right now, yeah. the bills are going to get this win. I can just, the way they've been playing, uh, Allen has just been an incredible quarterback this year. I feel like he's not getting talked about enough. Uh, they're winning this game yeah. and I put a reasonable amount of money out there and uh, a hail Mary. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way to a hail Mary, man. That's, that's really about it. That and then uh, my Packers, you know, they're just that good. I'm still a Packers fan, not a real one, just a bandwagon Packer fan from when I was a kid. But they won, they keep winning, and um, not, nothing really crazy here. I feel like the NFL season's starting to get to that point now where I just kind of know these teams to the okay. Like, you're, you're, they're not going to change much more than what they are right now. We're past the trade deadline. So when I look at these teams, and now I'm just looking at the matchups, and I liked all the matchups. It's, ah, Telling you, man, I thought the Bills were a winner. I went money line every. Yeah, day.
1: yeah. I thought uh, they were winning that game. Interesting thing about that, because um, I was two on the Bills uh, plus one ten is what I eventually settled in on with them. Yep. But um, so you know, like you were telling your friends, you know, I had a friend, you know, you know, I took a bet in, and uh, he he had the uh, what was it? It was two and a half uh, for Buffalo. And so when Buffalo went up and you know scored that touchdown, Allen to Diggs on that corner route, I was like, "Oh man, I'm about to lose both sides of this, or I'm I'm gonna win and but I'm gonna lose uh, you know the the side of my friend." And then the thing happened and the hail mary, and then I was like, "Well, crap! I just I just lost like all angles because I'm a futures ticket on over nine wins for the Bills too." So I was just like, "Oh, oh. no!" I was like, "Well." You know that changed quick, but that's how it goes. That's I mean, that's, it, you can't be too mad about losing on a Hail Mary like that. That's just it's a, it was an incredible play, incredible catch. It was just,
2: man, I am telling you, I was I was the highest on the Bills. Like I'm not telling I, I'm, every one of my buddies are very high on Arizona. It seems like ESPN, a lot of just bandwagon. You know, fans are all about Arizona right now, and reasonably so. You know what I mean? Uh, Kyler Murray is another Russell Wilson. He's mm-hmm. looking like that. You got Hopkins doing Hopkins things. Them get, them getting to him on a discount is crazy. They just look incredible. You still got Fitz Magic out there making magical moves. Yeah. It's just when I look at the Bills, I just feel like they're a complete team. They remind me of an old-school Steelers team. Like, they are just strong everywhere I look at them. I feel like Josh Allen, again, is not being talked about enough. And they were supposed to win this game today. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's all yeah. I took about.
1: What did I take out of Sunday, Devin? I took it. The Bills should have won. The Bulls should have won. The Packers won. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I was watching it live, obviously. Um, yeah. All right. So, let's get into the Monday night matchup. You know, the Bears were the home team. They're going to be taking on the Vikings. And right now I'm seeing – I think it's uh plus three for uh the home team being the home dog. And um, you know, it opened at plus two um to Minnesota, so that was kind of weird. The line, you know, just completely shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh total dropped from forty six and a half down to forty-three based off of what I'm seeing. Eight fifteen Eastern time, Monday night, divisional matchup. Um, I I think the Bears Cover And we talked a little off offline. I want to dig into it a little more, but I, I think they got a real good shot at providing some great value at, um, you know, plus 150 on the money line. So plus yeah. 150 anywhere right in that area. But uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, I,
2: I know that, like I said, we, you and I talked about it a little bit. You have the money line on this at the plus 150, and re- reasonably so, I get it. I do also have the Bears, but I have them just with the spread. So I'm taking uh, the full uh, – if I'm looking at the my bookie site right now, my bookie's giving it to you for plus 3.5. I think that's a nice, nice bid there if you're willing to buy up the points – you know, willing to take on a little bit more if you can get it at four, maybe even four and a half, I would I think that's a steal of a deal. I also think at 43 and a half points, I don't believe this is gonna be a defensive type of game. I know Minnesota's looked good. I know that the Chicago Bears defense has not been as good as it once was, but the Bears are just are just Khalil Mack only. Like that's that's what I think about them as. If I had to if I had to make a guess on the over under right now it's at 43 and a half. I still say it goes over that, though. Yeah. I, I, I just – I believe that this is going to be one of those games where they're slinging the ball around and you're going to see quite a bit of touchdowns. I think that's easy. I think there was a reason why it was at 46 initially. I think coming into that game, when it gets closer to the bell, you're going to see that, that raise right back up to that normal price. Getting this at three and a half, if you're willing to buy those points, I would do that. But I got Chicago winning this game as well.
1: Yeah. This is a it's a pretty good spot and like I mentioned I, I want to dig into it a little bit more, but um, as far as right now guys it sounds like we got some plays you know I'm gonna go ahead and give like a full on medium heavy uh, lean on the Bears money line um, we'll confirm the confirmed play on that via the Twitter app tomorrow, um, and then like you heard from Vince you know he's looking at that over and uh the spread the plus three three and a half and if you can get that four uh for decent juice go for it um all right so we covered that like you said we got you know some sunday night football going on right now 10-7 currently baltimore up uh new, new england has the ball with a minute left in the uh, second quarter on um, baltimore's 24 so close game and um Look for that to be an exciting let ask, finish. Let
2: me ask you this real quick, Devin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, oh, I'm addicted. Uh, <laughs> right now, Ravens up 10-7, like you said, a minute left. But the second, leading into the second half right now, I can take minus five and a half with
1: the Ravens, and I'm, I'm tempted. Um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because look what they did to the Colts um, last week. First, mm-hmm. From first half to second half, it was just a flipped and squi- uh, switch. Uh, Tried to combine the word script and switch. And that was very confusing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, that minus five, uh, five and a half. I think that's a really good spot. And, you know, like I said, that Colts game gives me some confidence in that new England's defense is not nearly as good as that. I just
2: feel like we're, we're, we're just a minute away from being a minute away from seeing a Cam Newton turnover. Mm. And that's what, and that's just going to be a key one. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to go up by five when you're already up by three points. You know what I mean? So right. I just feel like that, like, if you're looking, from what I'm looking at right now, I, I believe there's a, a little bit over a minute left in the second quarter. It's minus five and a half. We might not be live, but I'm telling you this right now. I'm betting on that right now.
1: Yeah. I'm going to follow you because that sounds like a lot of fun. And it gives me something else to look at um, for the second half.
2: Um, yeah, so I'm in that right now. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it for 100 bucks to 180
1: That yeah. sounds very exciting.
2: There it is. So now you guys know whether or not I'm a winner or not by tomorrow. Hopefully this doesn't make me look worse while I joined in yeah. on this show for the first
1: time. Well, I kind of talked you into it. So, I, you know, I could, you know, it could be my fault. Um, all right. So there was some uh, NCAA lines that came out. And um, I'm going to throw a couple out there, see if you have um, any opinion on it so far. And uh, so I'll start with some Maction, because they're usually the ones that kick off the week for college football, and I'm a huge enthusiast of all small schools and small conferences. But the Mac and the Sun Belt, you know, Maction, Fun Belt, holds a special place in my heart. Um, I'm looking at over uh, 58 and a half for the Toledo and Eastern Michigan game. And then I like Toledo minus six and a half under that key number of seven against Eastern Michigan, who's returning nearly next to nothing uh, as far as production uh, from their team last year in Toledo coming off that big win that they just got. I um, get against, I believe it was Western or central Michigan. Can't remember, but they were on the road. So I, I like the, the Rockets to kind of keep, keep things going here. Um, any opinion on the Mac? <laughs> no, the only college game I have,
2: and it's going to be like a couple days away, uh, especially from recording the show. It's on the twenty first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the NC State game, and I'm taking NC State like minus three. I feel like that's just so easy of a bet right now. I know Liberty's been playing good, but NC State is a really good team on both sides of the ball, and their offense to me, I think again. I, look, I try to find the things that no one's talking about because those are the ones that you're going to find the most value for your buck. And not only that, I feel like it's a true winner. I think NC State wins that game very easily minus three.
1: I love that game. I actually just added a pick um, of mine uh, in that game also. And you mentioned how NC State was good on both sides of the ball. Um, the opponent they're playing is as well. These two teams can put up some points. So I took the over at 66 and a half. Yep. Um, I think it could uh, get up to about 68 um, if any if, if craziness happens. I could see it pushing. I have a final at, I have a final end. score
2: prediction for you right now. Let's hear it. 28 32. 32. Okay. Okay. I'm so literally it's gonna squeak by. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying that's not gonna be close. All yeah. I'm saying is NC State wins. Yeah, that's. And
1: um, they're covering that spread. They are. Um, I'm really in love with this liberty, liberty team. I've been talking about them from early on in the season. I, I've got my i got my two love love interests. I got Liberty and Coastal Carolina. I've been honking the horns since uh, day one, and I'm so glad because it's made me look good. But yeah, I love that game. Um, I'm not sure about the spread, but I do like the total. Uh, it's good to be on different sides uh, to give more content and more perception you know to the listeners so that's not like that's not that would not i would never claim that as like
2: a pick of a week type hmm. of situation i don't know if you do that here but all i'm saying like again this is my first show excited to be back i'm going to be rolling with the punches here that wouldn't be a pick of a week for me but for one where it's it seems as if obviously the lines are saying it's dang near a coin flip of a game both teams are good both teams are really good especially on both sides of the ball me personally, I just feel like NC State has that extra punch that gets them that win. Like I said, my score is only a 4-point difference. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like they're going to cover that spread and that's what I want. Uh, but again, I wouldn't I would, I would not do money line. I would take that -105 to get to give up 3 points and and I and I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win that game by at least 4 points.
1: You know, one sneaky thing about this game and I think a lot of people are forgetting about is how many I think there's been f- I want to say three or four quarterbacks, uh, that have, you know, kind of cycled in and out of this Wolfpack offense. And, uh, I want to say it's, uh, Ben Finley, who's been playing quarterback the last couple of weeks for them. Um, he's obviously, uh, the other Finley's, uh, younger brother that was just there for, um, NC state. He's now in the NFL, but, um, and then they got, you know, Bailey Hockman also who's been coming in. and But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of bumps in the road as they uh, cycled in these different quarterbacks in. So it will be a good game nonetheless. Um, see what network it's on so I can let you all know and uh, see if you can watch it. All right. It's not saying anything. But it's probably ACC network to be in an ACC school. But it will be a fun and entertaining game, and that's for sure. 100%. Um, Probably gonna be one of the. I'm telling you, that's gonna be one of the. It's gonna be a, a
2: sports center top ten. Moment. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a sports center top ten moment in that game.
1: The coaching on both sides of the ball. Um, NC State's coach, he, he's starting to get some notice, and I think by next year, this NC State team will be, um, you know, probably like a nine win team. Um, depending on the only state. thing I
2: don't like about the NC State coach is I sometimes feel like he tries to get a little too cute.
1: Which is too all cute. Bad. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's the only um, thing I don't like about it. Is just. Sometimes like there's an obvious thing that you should be doing. So why are you bluffing twice just to get your one thing out? Right. You know, just, just pull the trigger. Sometimes yeah. just pull the trigger and you'll get it.
1: Yeah. So, um, all right. So did you have, you said you, that was your one NCAA game. I'm not,
2: I'm not huge on NCAA. Right. Uh, just because I, I, I'll be honest, my knowledge on NCAA football, NCAA basketball. I'm your mm-hmm. guy. NCAA football. I'm probably out of it. My best. To help with just to help in terms of overview of what I cover in terms of betting lines, it's going to be anything basketball related, anything basketball related. It could be overseas basketball I'm covering you, uh, college basketball, G League basketball, uh, UFC heavy. I'm a very. I already told you what happened this mm-hmm, weekend. Mm-hmm. Out to bunking Bars for hooking me up with my wins. Okay, so uh, UFC is going to be a big one, and then uh, any NFL football. NFL, right. NFL football is another big one for me. With those basketball on all levels uh nba draft um and ufc as well as football a little bit of baseball baseball i've been i'm i this year i still I'll, I'll be honest i finished with a negative record but not by as bad as i did over the last two years prior leading into it i'll say i have like a nice group of guys that I have conversations with that cover baseball way better than i do But my knowledge of baseball, how to cover my spreads, how to look at these games is getting way better. So when you hear my baseball picks, just know I would take it slightly with a grain of salt and just you and I will build my baseball record together because I am getting better at that.
1: Like I'm getting significantly better at that. The uh, baseball side of the thing, it, it's just such a long grind, and you got to try to keep up with a ton of different stuff and try to make sure you're in the know. I mean, there was days where I took off of you know baseball for three or four days, and when I jumped back in, I was like, well, crud, all right, who's in, who's out, where's this team, what's – in? yeah, baseball's just ever-changing – I feel um, like
2: baseball is like investing in the stock market. You know? Right. Yeah. You got to like pick your teams, like your, your key teams. And then you're invested in those teams. Like for just for a little while, like if you're only a money line player, just p- think of it as you're investing for the season and you have a long season. And the you Hornets. just gotta stick out the grind up and down. There's gonna be ups, there's gonna be downs, and how confident you are is gonna be the big things. And another thing, I feel like people are so scared of, and maybe this is a conversation for a different show, and you and I could talk about it in depth later. But my personal opinion is even though there's a, a, a wager on there that you know is a good winner, like let's say it's a minus 320, it's the Lakers against the worst Hornets. team in the NBA. Yeah, right, just the, the Hornets, right? And it's a minus three twenty. Guess what? It may not be the worst thing in the world to get a quick hundred dollars. Yeah. It would suck if you lose, but the chance of that losing is, is slim and you get to still get your money. It's not bad to take money
1: when it's on the table. Take your yeah, money. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Cause you know, like you said, scared, um, you know, fear in that uh, I, uh, you know, I've, experienced that myself, you know, I'm just like, man, that is just so much juice. I guess I, you know, like to say I have an operation or like a principle where it's like, don't touch anything over 250. And it's not for any particular reason or whatnot. I just kind of uh, feel that way from time to time. But um, all right, well, since you brought up and opened the can of worms on the basketball sector, and you said something about the draft and NCAA. So I feel like NCAA last year was just completely stripped from us so abruptly. It was nothing. It was nothing. And it But won't. I watch high school basketball,
2: so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I know all those players. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to some of these early season tournaments just because when the you know everything stopped, we, you know, were in tournament format. So it's gonna be a nice return. Um, the Charleston classic, I'm looking at the field, you know, we got Missouri state and Miami, we got Florida and St. Joseph's. We got Xavier and Towson, Buffalo and Connecticut. All right. So I'm just going to get it out of the way. I think Connecticut's the sleeper out of this pool. They've been terrible the last couple of years, but that coach he's, I mean, he, he's got his, you saw it last year. They played really well in a lot of games, games that they probably shouldn't have that they had no chance and, um, you know, I think, what, they beat Houston one one game when they were, like, 14, 15-point favorites, and they just ran them out of the gym. But, you know, obviously Florida um, and Xavier are going to get the notoriety in this pool. But I think Connecticut's got a great shot at uh, making some noise, especially early in the season. I think
2: Xavier is going to be my number one. Mm-hmm. I, like that. I like that school a lot. I like that team. Uh, but you're right. Connecticut was going to be that – i tell you i look for those values the value where like you get the best bang for your buck there's a good chance that they win and no one's talking about them enough that is connecticut Mm -hmm. connecticut has all the makings to be something very very special not just for this upcoming tournament but for like the next few years they have something brewing over there and i'm excited to see what they're going to bring excited because the this is what how i view college basketball High school basketball is, like, just to see if, like, you know anything. And that's why I like watching high school basketball. like, oh, this kid is good. You know, I, I have little brothers. I like watching them play. I have little cousins now. They're about to be playing high school basketball. So high school basketball is just more like are you able to slow down the game slightly when everything's starting to finally pick up? In college, it's starting to see if they can slow down the speed that they were already at. Now they have to learn how to slow it down, take a step back. Now they have to learn a specific role and then how they evolve throughout the season – is what I, I tend to look forward to. I love seeing that because that obviously transitions into the NBA, which is the the league of bum leagues, you know. Right. I, mean? so I think Connecticut is growing something where you're going to start seeing key players want to go there, and you're going to see top. I would just say lottery prospects start coming out of Connecticut instantly. It's not going to be one of those things where it's like Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky,
1: Kentucky, Kentucky, <laughs> over and over and over again. You're going to start seeing some Connecticut names in there, and it's going to look nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it's basketball's good when Connecticut and Yukon, you know, it, when they're good, um, it's, they're just one of those schools and, um, don't quote me, but aren't they joining back into the big East or something within the next couple of years? I thought I saw something on that. They were going back to the, um, or something, I don't know, another conversation for another day. Um, real quickly, I'm just going to throw this other tournament out because I've kind of been touching on some of these early season tournaments on the show, uh, the last week or so, but the MGM resorts main event, it's got four teams, but, um, TCU, Clemson, Colorado and Wyoming, I think it offers a pretty good, you know, power five, um, representation, but also you get the Wyoming from the, uh, Mountain West in there is like a group of five, uh, i think thinking Colorado is probably the team to beat in this group of four here just because um, they, they they brought a lot back from last year, and they were starting to click a little bit towards the end of the season. Um, coach retainment, you know, it's just um, – I think they got some continuity. And in a weird offseason, it's going to be crucial for that. So, just a general thought on that from me.
2: I, I don't know much about the MGM tournament, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm looking into it right now.
1: I'm excited about these little tournaments, like I said. Um, You want to talk?
2: Clemson on November twenty-six. That was in Mm twenty-nineteen. Huh? These are the ones that are broadcast on ESPN, huh? I believe so. Yeah.
1: Ooh.
2: See now you got something to look forward to. Now. (laughs) does this one tip off?
1: That one is uh, here. Thanksgiving weekend. It oh, it is Thanksgiving weekend.
2: Yeah, run that,
1: dude. dude yeah, we're, we're, we're like twelve old. days out. We're like twelve now, days out. We're gonna start talking about this a
2: lot then, leading into this. Mm-hmm. Just be ready. Like ready. next show.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm gonna go deep dive now. Um, tell the listeners so that, now that now, that now that's gonna be now that's just gonna be something that you can look forward to every time a game is on. It's mm-hmm. gonna be like watching an NBA playoffs. It's gonna be watching like March Madness. We're gonna get it right leading into Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be eating some food and watching that.
1: Yes. And then don't forget that there's going to be football still. So it's just going to be MMA, man. It's going to be
2: there. Boxing's going to be there. Look for Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, guys, Roy Jones, get that dub. Roy <laughs> Jones, get that dub.
0: Baby. Oh, yeah. man. Heard it here first. Um, okay. I won't be betting- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
1: Are the Warriors going to trade their um their their first pick, man? Or should they?
2: Should they, and are they going to? Are two different questions. I I think that there's a good chance that they're going to. I I just feel like there's so much potential out there on what they can find. The returns of like what they're looking for. There's just a package. Andrew Wiggins doesn't really fit, and everyone knows it's like it's like. Elephant in the room when the, when the when the Warriors come up at number two. And if they don't trade that pick, I think it's James Wiseman. I don't even think there's a debate about it. James Wiseman is going to be their pick, and he's a good fit for them. The only problem is it's just – I feel like he's still so unpolished. He he's very him. clumsy. He, 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 he's, he reminds me of a better Hassan Whiteside. And Hassan Whiteside, until he was with the Heat, wasn't even in the league. And when he was here in Sacramento, I cover the Sacramento Kings heavy. I have SackKingsNation.com. You guys can check me out, SackKingsNation.com. Kingsport <laughs> podcast every single week, you know. <laughs> Horrible plug for all the hoop ballers you already know. That's yeah. my thing. Uh, but, yeah, check out the show, SackKingsNation.com, everything like that. We cover the Sacramento Kings with in-depth coverage. And when Hassan Whiteside was here, the biggest thing about him was the immaturity. I'm not saying Wiseman is going to be that, but just immaturity and unpolished. He just seems like he knows where he wants to be, but he's not there yet. And he's just – Out on the floor, he looks like he could become a player that's very uh, foul-prone. So he's just constantly getting into foul trouble. You're never going to want that on your team. But if there's any team that can form him into becoming a strong defensive player, also with the ability to stretch the floor already the way he can, and on a team that has championship mentality, it is the Warriors. It's the perfect fit for that player and for all my doubts they would come a lot smaller if he was chosen at number two for the Warriors right. so is your number one Anthony Edwards then I think the best player in the draft is Anthony Edwards he's a free I'm not saying he's gonna go I'm not saying he's going number one because I personally don't believe that the the Timberwolves are going to be picking there I, I agree with you I agree with you I don't, I don't think that I obviously they'll be making the pick but I don't think it'll be for that team I think they're going to be trading away the number one pick.
1: This would be ridiculously dumb, but, you know, I mean, Golden State, they don't like Anthony Edwards enough to just go ahead and shift over one spot, do they? No, I don't think Anthony
2: Edwards is going to be the pick. There's no – again, I don't think James Wiseman fits – in Minnesota, just due to the fact that Wiseman plays the same exact position as their key center, they just got his best friend to come play with him on his team, so they're not trying to ruin the relationship they already have with Towns.
1: Right. So right. why
2: bring in Wiseman, right? So that doesn't make any sense. You can bring in a LaMelo ball, but the problem with bringing a LaMelo ball there is LaMelo is a player who his shot, while he loves shooting it, he's not a great shooter. He is a decent ball handler. He tends to get a little too flashy, which causes a ton of turnovers. Uh, and he needs the ball in his hand to be productive. Yeah. Guess who else needs the ball in his hands to be productive, though? His brother. No. De- <laughs> oh, yeah. But D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> yeah. who's the key player on that team now. He's the going to be the key focal point, who's also a good passer. Look what he did in Brooklyn. He can pass. He can score. He can sh- He can do anything you want all three levels except defend. And LaMelo as a defender is not good either. Mm-hmm. They need someone like Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards plays defense. He's deceptively quick. I I know people say he's fast. What I'm saying is he is deceptively quick because he knows how to stop and go. The speed, I would say it's not as fast as a De'Aaron Fox, nor even a Donovan Mitchell, but it's maybe like a step behind that, and it looks good. His shot, I know a lot of people say that they believe in it. I question it a little bit. It doesn't look as smooth as he – A lot of people are making it out to be. Hopefully I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. Uh, But I do think Anthony Edwards is the best player in this draft. He needs to be chosen by the Timberwolves. If he's not, I think the Wolves should just go ahead and either trade down or just trade this pick outright and try and get some talent there for somebody else. Here's my proposition for them is I believe they should trade the number one pick and maybe a future, whatever they need to do and get it. Because I think there's a good chance – they can try and get a nice number four. Like, Maytown's the five, get a nice four. Pascal
1: Siakam. Yeah. Just
2: see what happens. Just see what happens. I'm not saying Siakam's even on. I'm not spreading no rumors, nothing. All I'm saying is, is somebody's rebuilding here, and someone needs to start showing that they're doing something. Is, is Pascal really a true number one option? Kyle Lowry was there.
1: Right.
2: Is he number one option? Maybe he is, and I'm, I'm crazy. But all I'm saying is if you are going to get the best bang for your buck, the most value out of one player, now is the time for a Pascal Siakam. Why not go get a number one pick that is a guard in a guard-driven league as good as Anthony Edwards? And that's not the worst decision to me.
1: Yeah, and the kid, I mean, he's got size. You know, he's bulky in you know, certain ways. And um, he also, you know – his, he, he's a pretty decent defender you know he's, he gives effort and I've watched a few Georgia games just because of him and uh, you know it, I saw him chase blocks down kind of not saying he's like LeBron but like he chased stuff stuff down, grabbed it, took it all the way to the other end of the court or pulled up on a nice smooth transition three or dished you know he he, he was re- well rounded is what I saw so I, a lot of people compare him to Dwayne
2: Wade. And that's not my comparison. My comparison is Katino Mobley. Mm. That's exactly who he reminds me of. Wow. So, for those who don't know who Katino Mobley is, Googling. you definitely know who he is, one. And, two, look him up because that dude still gets buckets at his old age. You know how, like, people make old, like, old, like, white-bearded uh, NBA 2K mm-hmm. characters? That's Katino Mobley in real life. Yeah. So, look him up. That dude gets buckets all day <laughs> long. And he was a good player.
1: He was
0: a great uh, player.
1: He was a really good player, him. so. Yeah, he was so fun to watch. Him and uh, Jamal Tinsley. I liked Jamal Tinsley. Jamal Tinsley. Wow, what a name to bring up. Wow. <laughs> I thought Katia
2: Mobley was giving Jamal Tinsley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Jamal Waltz- Tinsley. I, I liked those Indiana teams uh, for a little yeah. bit. But um, yeah, man, yeah, it was cool to break down some draft prospects and some uh, ways that it could play out. I'm really excited about the free agency. Um and how that's gonna work also. Um it's gonna be weirdly condensed and it's you know, um gonna be rapid movement, I think. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of sitting free agents, especially the yeah, other guys.
2: The, yeah, with the free, I mean we have already saw that there's a uh, trade that's already happened. Right? It's Dennis Schroeder. He happened, right? Dennis Schroeder is going to the Lakers for Danny Green in the twenty-eighth. Um, I mean that's a great trade for the Lakers. Great, they basically yeah. put Rajon Rondo's Bluff saying that he's going to leave for, you know, more money. And rightfully so, he's, he's playoff runner. This is going to be the last chance at his old age to get something. Basketball old age, guys, to get money for his worth. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, it makes sense for the Lakers. Now they get a scoring point guard who, you know, I mean, on a team that he was with last year okay. OKC, they had Shea Gilgis, who's obviously the future point guard now. Chris Paul's on his way out. Chris Paul was also there, obviously. So there's one, two, you're coming in as a six man playing point guard, but really playing off guard. He mm-hmm. makes sense. My question is, is he going to be able to catch and shoot threes at that same high clip that he was doing it this year? I don't know. I think there's going to be definitely a lot of movement, a lot more movement that people suspect that there's going to be. Um, so I know that is going to be a real thing there. Free agency. I'm, I don't, I don't see a lot going on at free agency. I think you're going to see a lot more trades and sign and trade deals. I'll say that I don't mm-hmm. think Montrez Harold is going to be coming back to the Clippers. I think you're going to see a sign and trade deal, deal there for what I don't know, but I think that I think Montrez is gone. I think they're going to bring back Marcus Morris over him. And if that makes sense to you guys, that's up to you. Me personally, I think it's a Montrez, you bring him back for a reason over Marcus. I get you want that stretch four, but yeah, I can, I can keep going about that, yeah. I can that dude. Yeah. I, when we talk basketball, that's literally, I will deep dive. Basketball,
1: ba- anything, bro. I will deep yeah. dive heavy. So you got to cut me off at some point. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just enjoying all of it. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to see where a couple main guys go, namely probably like a Fred Van Fleet because it's probably, I mean, I think it's guaranteed he's not coming back to Toronto, so he wants they're going to get have to paid. pay him way too much. They're going to pay him like 42 45000000 at least. Yeah, uh, he was on the J.J. Reddick podcast. He
2: says, I want to get paid. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: He outright said it. He's like, I love this team, but, you know, it's, my, it's his time. And, he, honestly, he deserves it. Think mm-hmm. of his story, undrafted, to come in there every single day. The stories of Fred VanVleet is he would stay later in practice, ask the coaches, what do you want me to be in practice? He wasn't even a participant in the rotation yet. What do you need me to be just to get minutes? Got minutes, proved his minutes, and became such a huge role on that Raptors team over the last two seasons. And most importantly, this year. He was their, he was arguably their best player all season, consistently.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So Absolutely. I don't know. I think Fred Van Lee deserves his money. He kind of reminds me of a like a poor man's Kemba.
1: Mm.
2: But just maybe that's just the size thing because Kemba's really good, yeah. But Fred's really good, so I don't know. I like Forever. I just don't know what team best suits him. That's like that's a problem. Like, he would be great
1: on the Lakers, but he, yeah. the Lakers can't afford
2: him. It's yeah. so, like what team could he ultimately go to? The Clippers, but the Clippers can't afford
1: him. I, I thought I, about the Nets, but then I quickly just bro. And Dinwiddie. Off. exactly. I like yeah. Dinwiddie Dinwiddie's yeah. good. Yeah. They got Lavert. Lavert is right. good. Yeah, but wait, wait, what if they move on from one or one? You know, one of those guys. I think if
2: they're gonna do that, man, I don't think they go. I think they'll do what's rumored now, mm-hmm. which is James Harden. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna give up young pieces like Dinwiddie and Lavert, and there's a player out there potentially on the on the board, mm-hmm. you're not giving up those two young guys unless you're getting either first round picks and a player, or you're getting a stud. Mm-hmm. And because don't get don't get it twisted, guys. Spencer Dinwiddie on any team, any team. Away from having a superstar point guard is a starting point guard. Dinwiddie gets buckets. Dinwiddie is basically CJ McCollum. Dinwiddie is a monster.
1: He's a defender uh,
2: too. And Karis LeVert, your sleep people sleep on him because the injury. He is injury prone. He he's been injured quite a bit. The guy is a walking bucket. As we see that the New England Patriots have the lead now going into this third quarter. Look at that. And uh, they have the ball. So, yeah. our, my $100 is looking a little bit at risk right now.
1: <laughs> but, fourth no, quarter.
2: I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, hey, the ball, the game made over to the fourth quarter, Bell rings, you know what I mean? so, <laughs> uh, But, like I was saying, I just don't know a team where he can go to in terms of Van Vliet. And Levert and all those guys, if they're going to give them up, I don't think Brooklyn fits. I think they're going to go for a guy like Harden. My camera goes all crazy. But that's the
1: only that's the only downfall for Lavert is there's no true team for him right now. Right. So maybe just he's going to be forced to take a pay cut and sign with Toronto. Signs a one-year. Yeah, one-year. That's the 12, problem, though, because guess who else did
2: that? Cousins. Got he's hurt done. again.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so –
2: it's just, that's the – that's you gamble on yourself. That's the big thing. In my personal opinion, Fred VanVleet, if he could do it, I would find a way to get to Phoenix. Mm.
1: Wow.
2: I think a backcourt with him, Devin Booker, and having in. I know that there's rumors about Chris Paul, and, and maybe the money doesn't work. I'm not looking at cap right now, guys. All I'm doing is, in terms of fit for me, I think a Fred VanVleet, because defensively how good he is, as well as putting him out there with Devin Booker is good, or Indiana. And I just think his personality fits with the grind of Indiana. Yeah. To, end, to see a Malcolm Brogdon, Fred Van Vliet backcourt would be monstrous. Like, those are the only two teams. And is Oladipo on the board? And if he is, can you do a sign-and-trade deal in that way? Because then Toronto is, again, in the same exact boat in about what, a year, year and a half, where Oladipo is a free agent. And they get to make their decision on what they want to do with him. So
1: yeah. the Knicks also uh, still don't really have a point
2: guard. <laughs> I feel bad for Fred McMillan, The Knicks, I feel bad for any player that goes. I feel bad for Julius Randle. Yeah. So, Poor guy. Marcus I mean, Morris got out. Like, hey, Randle fits their IQ though cuz all Randle wants to do is be a top-notch <laughs> scorer. And a point guard. And, hey, look, look, he looks good doing it in the Knicks uniform, but you know, and on any other team, he's not doing none of that.
1: On yeah. any other team, he's not doing none of that. So it's like they tell all their players, no matter what position, to be a point guard. Just do everything possible with the ball. No, I feel like they say, Hey, what do you what do you think you
2: can do? <laughs> oh, you can? You can shoot yeah. from three? You try. It. Let me see. You if you make one, you you that try Let me see you shoot one. We're gonna get you we're gonna get you on a down screen. You wrap up, you hit okay. that three. Bang, one a try. He hits it, it's over. It's yeah three to the head all day long, you're never going to stop giving him the ball. It'd be crazy. It's lights out. He can go one for nine,
1: five nights of the week. But, but guess what? He <laughs> hit
2: that one. He was talking to you.
1: And he looked good coming off you. that back screen. Yeah, dude. He'll he'll bring it right. Hey,
2: if he scores in your face to him, he'll, he'll make you remember the next three games. He has, he has 12 points. The other person has 31. Yeah, but I dogged you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you on that
1: three. I dogged you on that three after I banked it off the side of the backboard on the exactly. other Exactly. you blocked me three times, I banged that three in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome like that. You know, yeah, that's he brings really, him really right in Kentucky. Exactly. Um, exactly. Bring uh, these Connecticut guys out. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, we, we need more Rip Hamiltons and uh, you know, uh, Kimba Walkers. was uh, the monster. Man. That was just nuts. What he did to Aaron Gray in the tournament oh uh, for the oh man one of my favorite Kimba moments that run he went on to get them into the um yeah, or through the ACC or the no it was still the Big East through the Big East tournament because they had to win that tournament to get into the you know the big dance and then the run that they oh my gosh Kimba Walker was just out of his mind that was yeah, just sure. phenomenal but. Uh, to get back to the odds real quick, because
2: I'm just mm-hmm. I'm on my bookie, just looking through bets for the week. Uh, one good one is Anthony Edwards right now for the number one pick. I think he's the best prospect. If you were going to bet on anyone to go number one, I know the favorite right now is Lamelo, and I, the only reason why I think he's the favorite at minus one seventy five is not because Minnesota wants to take him. I think it's name recognition. Yep. So if I were you, plus one sixty. Ooh. I think Anthony Edwards at plus 160 is a very, very nice bet.
1: Man, thank you for bringing that up because that is totally something that I'm going to do. And, you know, like I said, like my personal rankings, not that they're extravagant, but, you know, he's he's my number one. It's who I would take with the pick. I mean, I think he offers the most profile, you know, uh, complete. Um, So, yeah, no, plus 160, that's insane value. That's insane value. And then I don't know
2: if we have the time to here, Devin, but I have the UFC lines up for the 21st. If you have time to run through that real quick?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Enlighten us. You know, I'm not very deep into this at all. Um, you know, MMA is not a wheelhouse whatsoever for mine. So I will purely intake and uh, I'm going to start learning about some new things and I like it. So let's go ahead and start down here at the very bottom of the card. The, the first
2: one I have right here is uh, Antonia Shevchenko, which I believe is the little sister to Valentina Shevchenko, going against Ariana Lipsky. I know Antonia Shevchenko just uh, got beat by Kuhnhegin, who fought Valentina Shevchenko. She should have never been in that fight at all. I already – I Kuhnhegin was a strong underdog. I took that bet heavy. I told everyone on Twitter this is the most ridiculous line you could ever see. This woman was in a title fight. And is now fighting a number thirteen at the time. In a, in a three-round fight in a main event, that's like, that's crazy. So I took that, and it was an easy win. But in this one against Lipsky, Shevchenko, 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 she's a minus one sixty. Take Shevchenko. That's a win. Antonia Shevchenko on that one. Okay. Then we move up a little bit more. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mess with Kyle Dawkins, Jared Gooden, none of these guys. But there is Mike Perry versus Tim Means. A lot of people do not like Mike Perry. Mike Perry is a character among characters, and I don't even know if this fight's been canceled yet. I know there's rumors about it being canceled. Maybe I, I just haven't caught up on the news yet. I'm just looking at it in terms of the fight that's in front of my face right now: Mike Perry versus Tim Means. Mike Perry is a minus one forty. Man, I, I think I have to, I have to take that. Just because I don't trust Tim Means, Tim Means is one of those guys who either shows up or he doesn't. Mike Perry, platinum Mike Perry shows up when he every time. He's the same exact guy inside and out, and he's willing to lose by the way that he fights. Tim yeah. Means tries to continuously adapt in the ring to what his opponent is doing, and then he tries to, like, figure it out way too late, and he'll give you a good round, but he never gives you that consistent 15 Minutes and it's uh, you get you get flustered by him, so if you had to make a bet on that fight, you have to leave Mike Perry. I know it's another favorite, minus 140, but hey, when the pick is right, the pick is right. I would say, I think he wins that fight. And I would even say this I think Perry gets a finish, I don't think he goes all three.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually familiar with Mike Perry with the name. I think I, you know, I've watched a couple fights. You know, I'm not saying I'm a complete novice, but yeah, no, I. I've heard of Mike Perry. Uh, and then, what was you? Were, you bring another couple of fights up. Yeah. So the
2: next one I have is the one that I brought up earlier. Caitlin Kutenhagen. She was the one fighting Shevchenko. She's fighting on this card, and now she's fighting against Cynthia Calvillo. This fight is huge for Cynthia. She's coming in as a huge favorite. The problem is, it's again, people don't like Caitlin she is it's maybe it's a look thing i know people go off looks when they make their lines she doesn't look like she should be in there she looks this is going to be messed up so if caitlin if you're ever listening to the show do not take this offensive okay but this is true she's got older woman face even though her age doesn't show that you know what i mean like so like that's the only way i can like say it in a nice way her face looks older than her age sure and At plus 170, the chances of her winning to me in this fight, she's going to need to keep her distance. She can't get wrapped up the entire time. Cynthia is going to try and wrestle her. If she gets wrestled, she's going to get beat up. But Cynthia also gets cocky with her hands. So if you can kind of keep that distance and keep it moving, Caitlyn has a good chance to keep her distance with her legs as well as throwing those hands. She's crafty off of her back. The thing is, is that Cynthia is so monstrous that it could heavily go Cynthia in one round. Mm-hmm. But if you want to take a gamble, which is what we're doing here, right? You want to gamble, you want a potential winner, plus 170, I think Caitlin Cootenhagen is the one that you want to do on that card. And then the final one that I have for you here. It's just gonna be the main event. Valentina Shevchenko, the monster, the mania, the beast. Uh, the line is not out for that yet, but I will say this it gets it gets out of the second round.
1: Mm.
2: Mm. For Maya, yeah. It gets out of the second round. So if you're betting the fight goes past two rounds, bet that.
1: Okay.
2: You're willing to bet minus 1380. That's her favorite. One thousand minus one thousand three hundred and eighty to win a hundred bucks. That's no, that's kind of a little out of my range. Right. But to get out of the second round, that's that, that I think is a good bet. I could be wrong though, because Valentina Shevchenko
1: is an assassin. assassin. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to uh, get into this as we dabble a little more and have you back into the fold of hoop ball. And again, just, um, it's phenomenal that it's like you said, that full circles come around and, I'm excited to start learning more, and I, I honestly, I think I might have the most fun handicapping some college basketball with you, so, oh, yeah. um, you know, right. I'm looking forward to that. We used to do Ivy League Fridays, where I would cover the Ivy League and the MAAC. Like I said, I love my small schools. St. Peter's yeah. yeah. won me a good amount of money last year, so. Okay,
2: okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give me a run for my money, because I feel like I'm the smartest one in my group uh, in terms of college basketball picks. Sure. So you're going to get, if you're going to start bringing out small schools, i might
1: to have to, I'm gonna have to like bring out an old book or something yeah. to start, start, start studying a little bit more. I usually do read old books whenever I look into this stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, Hey man, you know, we covered some territory and, uh, you know, we're like I said, we're going to have the video and the uh, normal audio for the listeners. So, um, you know, This is a new endeavor, and uh, I think Hootball Gaming is going to flourish and become more exciting because of it. And uh, it's an exciting time to join up on this team, guys, and to become more ingrained with us. And, you know, I'm not just talking about the hoopball Premium premium, and the hoopball 360 and using our promo codes and stuff, but the interactions, you know, asking us questions, getting to know us, getting to know Vince and getting to learn about hoopball and what it's actually about. So we're very friendly people. So come at us with whatever, you know, just come correct, just come correct. But, you know, whichever way that is, positive, negative, you can do that. Um, Vince, I'm going to let you kind of take, you know, the little platform here and, uh plug in some more stuff, say some sayonaras or whatnot, shout outs. And uh, I think we should tie a bow on this one. Sounds good. Well, then you guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at
2: VM Center. I'm excited to be back. All my hoop baller friends. Keep following me. Keep adding me back. If you guys left me before, again, I'm excited to be back here. I'm excited to be on this type of platform where it's strictly – this is an untapped market. You know what I mean? This is something where you want consistent picks. You want personalities you can actually talk to. uh, Personalities that are going to stand by their bets. Look, I mean, standing by their bets in terms of this conversation, I took the the Baltimore Ravens minus five and a half, and right now they just gave up a touchdown. They're down by ten points right now to the England Patriots. Look, it was on the fly, but guess what? We we talked about it here. We figured it out. We weren't saying that was going to be a home run hitter. I will give you guys uh, my weekly like go to pick. Um, I'm not going to do that today, but I, I know that's what I'm going to be looking forward to doing. Um, you guys can also check out all my Sacramento Kings coverage at sackkingsnation.com. New podcast coming out tomorrow, The Kings Court, covering the NBA draft in full. You guys already heard a partial of my analysis there. What's happening to Bogdan Bogdanovich? I give you what I've been hearing from certain people, as well as what I think is actually going to happen there, what trades the Kings could be uh, uh, looking forward to on that part as well. And, uh, yeah, Devin, I'm excited to be back here, excited to be here. You guys need to check out the forums, follow both of us on Twitter. Give us your questions and give us your picks. Like, we're not the end-all, be-all. We're just giving you our opinions, our numbers. that we're. I mean, I have numbers here that look at, like, four different teams before I make a certain pick. Maybe you guys know something that we don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with arguing with you that you're wrong. I'm also okay admitting when I'm wrong. But at the same time, I'm never going to say ha-ha-ha to you what I'm going to say is good job because guess what? You're the winner. That's
1: all we want to do. We want to make this hoop ball community a winning community. And we're right. going to do it here together. Yeah. I'm all about the conviction and the value, but I also like to send all of my good uh, energies and good vibes to everyone that's, you know, associated with this, just because we're on opposite sides of picks, sometimes, you know, um, it's it's never a bad idea to gain perception or perspective um, in any way you can. So Vince, um I'm excited to edit this and listen back to it. So I'm actually going to get started on that. Uh, we're going to get it up bright and early in the morning. I'm here on the East Coast, so it'll be, uh, I mean, it might be uh, uploaded before the sun comes up for you guys on the West Coast. So, um, But I really appreciate it again. I'm looking forward to the next one and the one after that. Um, don't forget to use the hootball promo code over at mybookie.ag. And then also go over to manscape.com and use hootball 20 uh, to get uh, free shipping and 20% off over on their new stuff. Speaking of the lawnmower 3.0, again, I'm at D A 7 on Twitter. And Vince is at VM center. Got, Got it. it. All right, cool. All right. Well, there's that, folks. And we're at Hoopball Game and this was a hoopdashball.com presentation. And now I've gone long-winded, so I'm going to say goodbye. Bye, Vince. We'll see you on the next one. The next time.